This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award-winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at azrielifoundation.org backslash AMP. Now describe you how my phone has been burning the whole day. Everybody like dramatizing and everybody stressing. Oh, am I going to have my? How am I going to have it? How am I going to have it? That's the voice of Montreal Rabbi Labeler Rodel speaking Tuesday from his car. I reached him as he was heading to New York to pick up his order of a thousand lulavs from his distributor. It's a trip he makes every year around this time ahead of the Jewish holiday of Sukkot. He was also planning to pick up etrogs, which his family grows in Italy. They're called esroginos, which he also sells. Rodal was worried because of a border problem that's been going on for the last few days that saw Canadian inspectors block a shipment of lulavs bound for Montreal. The border guards thought the products might be violating the country's agricultural rules, which are designed to prevent plants that could bring in dangerous diseases or invasive bugs. Rodal feared he too would come home empty-handed. And like him, importers of Jewish religious items across Ontario and Quebec were also watching the situation anxiously. They have orders for hundreds, maybe thousands of lulavs, which are made up of three parts, a date palm frond and one branch each of willow and myrtle. Most are grown in Israel or Egypt, but also in Morocco and Turkey, and most come in first via the United States. Canadian synagogues and schools and Jewish families buy the kits each fall and use the plants and the etrog together to perform a ritual during Sukkot, which this year begins on Sunday, October the 9th. My phone has not stopped since the beginning. What are we going to do? Are we going to have to like go to New York by the border and like celebrate it at the border? I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, September the 21st, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, the podcast of the Canadian Jewish News and sponsored by Metropia. I guess you could call the story Keep Calm and Lulav On, or maybe even the Great Lulav Flap of 2022. But for the past few days, nobody's been laughing. In Jewish group chats and social media, some people were freaking out, worried that a long-standing waiver for commercial imports of these products for Sukkot was no longer being granted. So we'll break down the community's worries for you, starting with Rabbi Label Rodel, and then we'll hear from Sija's Shimon Koffler Fogel, who helped resolve the problem. Label Rodel joins me now. And by the way, he pulled over. Tell us a little bit about what your, your journey is now. Why are you heading to New York at this this today? Well, so like my family, uh, father and grandfather has done for so many years, to have the privilege and pleasure to provide a trogim for the Jewish community. Um, I am going personally to pick up the trogim that my brother just brought in from Italy uh, and to try and figure out what is available and how can we resolve this uh, um, this trouble right now that we're experiencing with uh, importing lulavim and adasim uh, particularly from Israel. 
What do you know about the uh, current worry that everybody's heard that maybe for this year, the lulavim will not be allowed to be imported across into Canada, which I didn't, I'm not familiar, but is that the only way it gets here is through the States? So uh, what we experienced this year for the first time, this is from, uh, from my dear friend, Rabbi David Cohen, who's been the earliest to come and bring in his shipment. He was stopped at the border and notified that there is a law that prevents uh, the palm leaf, the lulavim, come originating from the Middle East in uh, Egypt, and also the ones originating from uh, Israel, which includes also the myrtles, so leaf, so they are the seam to be able to enter Canada. It, it is uh, reflecting a law all the way back from 2016. Um, so this is a total shock and surprise to all of us for we have been bringing them in every single year, um, which is funny because usually the stress was the other way around going to the States. I remember lots of family members do come to Montreal to spend the beginning, at least of Sukkot of the holiday with their family and then travel back to the States. And they always have the trouble because the States is known to be extremely, uh, difficult with uh, their, um, uh, how do you say, uh, agriculture laws, not being able to bring in anything. And now we're experiencing some of the same now. Um, but I am confident that the Jewish community is has enough machers, you know, has enough dedicated members that they're going to resolve this. You said you never had any problem, but what about during the pandemic when the border was closed? How did that happen? How did that work out like last year, the year before, right? Well, rather than a problem, was actually um, a solution because the only way uh, you were able to leave or enter Canada was actually by being a uh, like an essential service provider, which was to bring in and out goods that were necessary. So all of a sudden, you had all these uh, rabbis and black hats and jackets becoming drivers and uh, and uh, and the delivery men but yes that was one that's the only way we were able to bring them in but thank god canada made it possible for us to still be able to benefit from these um items so as far as you know you're you. you're operating as business as usual until you hear anything different right you're going there hoping that it'll all go okay. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm very confident that, you know, within a few days, the the, the Jewish council will be able to uh, clear this. But like I said, uh, you know, there are other origins that we can uh, bring in those items from Goodwilling. So I'm not worried at all. No. Listen, you know, a lot of people are worried. It. Sorry, I know, I know. I, I was very surprised by the reaction, like I told you. But uh, listen, you know, I'm confident that Hashem uh, instructs us to do this. So there's definitely a way. In Italian, we say, when there is a will, there is a way. One more thing. You said that you're going to bring 10 boxes with hundreds of lulavim for your customers. To be correct, that's why so many uh, people really got uh, uh, worried this morning, this, uh, hearing the news this morning, because you're dealing with thousands and thousands of, of, of individuals that are used to getting their lulavim and from the regular uh, 
sources, the regular. And right now, all of us, we get it from the same source. And so people are really with their hands up saying like, are we going to get any into the city from anywhere? Since we so, we're so, uh, how do you say, we so depend on this line from New York. All of the all of the uh, retailers in Montreal do buy it from the suppliers in New York. By mid-afternoon on Tuesday, both Montreal's Jewish Community Council and CJA had issued communiques reassuring the community they were working to resolve the problem. It took the intervention of Jewish members of parliament, Jewish lobby groups, and even calls to the prime minister's office and the health minister to do it. As you'll hear, it turns out it wasn't the government's fault. And a few hours later, the border guards released the shipment of Lulav's destined for a store in Montreal. As Shimon Koffler-Fogel of CJA explains, it wasn't anti-Semitism either, or a new crackdown on agricultural products. So the great sukkah flap is resolved. The source was a incorrectly completed uh, import declaration, um, just an honest mistake. And once that was identified and, and unpacked, uh, they were able to re, um, refile. The same exemptions that have been in place for many years um, continue to be relevant and the shipments have already been released. So issue resolved. So the regulations that I read say that they're only allowed for personal use. Those are from 2020. What does that mean with those still on the books though? No, so it's it's mixing apples and oranges. Um, it's a that's talking about people that are physically bringing in the four species, let's say in a car that they picked up in New York or whatever, and they're bringing them for their personal use, or they're flying in from uh, the states. And you know, normally you're not allowed to bring fruits and vegetables and those kind of things. Where the issue was here related to the commercial importation to those distribution centers that exist in every community. You know, typically it's either a retail store or a synagogue or an institution that's going to um, make an order uh, and then distribute them to the individuals that want to purchase a set. For sure, for sure. So this wasn't a big blanket ban. It was a mistake and yet the entire jewish community who heard about it went was freaked out about sukkahs right that they're going to not have lulavs for sukkahs so when you see this happening what did you try to do you tried to calm people down while you figured it out yeah so um there were two different tracks one was to reach out to government um, and make sure that the issue substantively could be resolved and we weren't even clear what the issue was uh, the second thing, which was equally important, uh, was to convey to the community that it's being addressed, that they should take a breath, that uh, we have every reason to believe that it'll be resolved, uh, and uh, that they shouldn't get unduly anxious. But with social media in particular, um, a message spreads like wildfire, uh, and it was... I was getting calls from Europe and the States and Israel. Um, is it possible that Canada is now uh, not allowing Lulavim and Etrogim into, in, for the use of the Jewish community? So, you know, I think that we have to be increasingly mindful 
uh, of the power of social media and how that can, that's a two-edged sword. Uh, it can be a very useful and helpful thing, but it can also be the source of um, uh, really ratcheting up concern uh, or focus on something that doesn't merit that kind of, of uh, concern. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, the podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Anne Steinberg in Ottawa. And we'll end the show with this message that was sent out by the owner of Montreal's Rodal's Judaica store with the happy news and wishes for a good new year. Hello, it's David Leib Zilberstein again. I'm happy to report that Hashem, the customs issue with the dollar de minimum in Canada has been resolved. I would like to give a very special Yashikayach to all who reached out and to the Askanum who gave freely of their time to help us and especially to Member of Parliament Rachel Bendayan who really gave this her all and whose efforts are really very, very much appreciated. Please forward this good news. And um, we always have good news to share. like to wish you all uh, Thank you.